welcome to this week's episode of the South Point Living Podcast. I'm Melissa Hoffer, Creative Director at South Point Publishing, and I'm here with Mark Ribble, Editor of the South Point Sun. Hello, Mark. Hello, Melissa. Did you have a nice Canada Day? I did. I had a great Canada Day. How about you? Yes, it was it was pleasant. We went and had a barbecue at my son's house for a little bit and uh, came home and quietly enjoyed some television. Yes, there was a lot of good programming on Canada Day. So that was good. Yes. And before we go into what's coming out in the sun this week, do you have some trivia questions for us? I do. I have five trivia questions this week for you. So the first, uh, first question is what American tennis player became the first black player to win the Wimbledon singles championship on July 5th, 1975. Okay. Question two is what are rhinoceros horns made of? Question three is, I want you to name the tune based on based on the lyric. You can tell the world you never was my girl. You can burn my clothes up when I'm gone. Name that tune. All right. What movie contained the famous line, I'm the king of the world? And the fifth question for trivia this week is, an affogato is an Italian dessert of coffee and what ingredient? Hmm. Okay. All right. Those are some good questions. Now, um, this week, we don't have an interview. It's just you and I going to be chatting about some different things. So um, why don't you get us started with what's in the sun? In the sun this week, on Saturday morning, this past Saturday morning, on July 3rd, there was a surprise wedding that took place outside of Erie Shores Healthcare. Uh, Junior Bickford married his fiancée, Christine Cowell, on the grounds near the entrance. Bickford's been in the hospital since the end of May, and their uh, their wedding date was um, was supposed to be on Saturday. And on Friday, he was uh, talking to the nurses about not being able to get married. They had to postpone their wedding because he was still in the hospital. So uh, one thing led to another, and um, several people started talking, and they arranged for the wedding to take place outside the entrance of the hospital, brought his fiance in. She, she had no idea what was going on. So it was quite a, quite a cool uh, story. So wow. we were there to cover that and uh, we got some good pictures and, and talked to both Junior and Christine about their experience. Well, that's incredible. Congratulations to them. Yes, for sure. And they'd known each other for 71 years. Wow. Oh, so what a nice really story. Cool. They went to uh, they went to kindergarten together or something like that. So it was quite a nice story. So elsewhere in the paper, Grace Zitlau was happy to get her hair done as Ontario graduated to step one of the road to reopen last week. Grace and her stylist Shelby Hunter at the Hair Cafe were happy to let the sun photo- photograph them as Shelby put the finishing touches on Grace's hair. So we have a photo in the sun this week of someone actually getting their hair done. So that's quite a, an accomplishment. Yes, and I'm going to the hair cafe tomorrow to get mine done. So I'm very excited awesome. about that. Yes. Perfect. Mm-hmm. And is Shelby your stylist as well? She is not, but she is at the station right next to my stylist. I know oh, Shelby cool. well. And I've known Shelby for a long time. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting in there to not only get my hair done, but to catch up with some old friends that are finally back working again. So I'm thrilled for them that they're able to start back up again. That is great. Um, the other story that we're, that we're working on is it was a solemn Canada Day for many in the region as Canadians took time to reflect on the residential school issue. And four local riders took to horseback on Canada Day, met at the uh, 
Erie Shores Hospice and then moved on to Leamington Town Hall with a stop for lunch in Kingsville and rode all the way to Amherstburg in solidarity and in support of, of the indigenous, indigenous children that, uh, that died at the hands of the residential schools. So that was quite a emotional day for them and, and uh, made for quite a nice picture on the front page of this week's Point Sun. Yes, wow, I look forward to seeing that picture. That's incredible that they did that. Yes. And we also did take a few shots of uh, Canada Day decorations around the area. So you can look forward to those in the sun this week as well. And that's it. Yes. Well, in keeping with that theme, talking about Canada Day, when I was looking up what had gone on this time, uh, July 7th, many years ago in the local newspapers, looking up some of the old things or, you know, the old papers and what's gone on. What I found was that, and we know this, obviously, and it's different with the pandemic because Americans aren't able to come over here right now. But over the years, it, it's always been a popular vacation destination for Americans. Our area has been lots of people that own cottages, cottages handed down through generations um, that Americans own. And so 100 years ago in the Leamington Post, July 7th, 1921, the headline is Yankee Picnic Attack Attracts Immense Crowd July 4th. So 5,000 people enjoy the speaking and other attractions at Seacliff Park. So that's incredible to think of 5,000 people being in Seacliff Park, but it says that um, it was attended by a lot of American citizens who now live in the area or um, tourists who have come over to the area to spend time at cottages and, and to summer over here. And so they get together on July 4th in this area and to form new friendships and to see their old friends and also to keep the memories of their native country alive for those that are now living in Canada. And so uh, the attendance, though, would have no doubt been larger had it not been for the arrival of an exceptionally early harvest season. So there were a lot of people that weren't able to attend because the harvest season started earlier. But well, that would um, be exceptionally early. Yeah. So that's 100 years ago, though, 5,000 people at Seacliff Park to celebrate 4th of July. And then in the Kingsville Reporter, July 7th, 1955, so 66 years ago, it said, a record number of American and Canadian visitors invaded Kingsville over the past weekend with the Canadian holiday on Friday and the American holiday on Monday. Saturday was perhaps one of the busiest, if not the busiest day in the town's history. Some merchants were complaining, and in brackets it says, with a smile, that their <laughs> stocks were almost depleted. So as early as 8.30 Sunday morning, people were headed for Lakeside Park, and it is estimated that in the afternoon, 75% of the cars wishing to use the park could not find parking space. Wow. So that was 66 years ago. So just to think of that, that influx of visitors coming into the area and how busy and how, unfortunately, last summer and so far this summer, too, we haven't been able to have that because our, our American tourists that and those that own cottages that like to summer here have not been right. able to come over so um on july 7th 1938 in the kingsville reporter i just thought this was neat and you know how much i love seeing all of the little social mentions of what's yes. going on yeah. but when you start reading those especially when it talks about who's spending time here in the summer you see that that it seems like the majority of them were American, that there might have been some people coming from the Toronto area down here, but more often than not, it was people coming over from Michigan. And so this says Dr. and Mrs. Spencer and their small son of Detroit are summering at the Lloyd Goodwin Cottage at Cedar Beach. And then another one said, Mr. and Mrs. H.F. Secord of Detroit are spending two weeks at Rose Terrace in Colchester. 
And then this one, which I found of interest, was Bill Kennedy, sports announcer for WWJ, and Mrs. Kennedy spent Sunday with Mr. and Mrs. Earl Ebby, whom cottage at the Seymour Park. Mr. Ebby is a producer at WWJ and takes the role of Ace Brannigan in the new G-Men radio series. So at that time would have been someone of celebrity status. And so I think, and there were probably a lot more. I mean, time permitting, I would love to go through and just find... Yeah. more of these and start doing more research on the names that we're finding in here and right. i think there's a lot of people that this was very popular with a lot of very well-known um you know whether they were in entertainment sports mm-hmm. business a lot of americans have come over here over the last how many years 100 150 years and spent right. a lot of time here so i it'd be nice to sort of bring to light some of those things that um you know we might not even realize how popular this area has been over the years. Yes, for sure. And speaking of Bill Kennedy, Bill Kennedy was quite a celebrity when I was a child because he had a TV show called Bill Kennedy at the Movies on Saturday on WWJ TV, and uh, which I think was Channel 50 at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, so actually he he had a live show that he did and he, and he had a movie, like a, an old movie that he played. And then between intermissions of the movie he would come on and talk about the news and everything and one one day we were watching and i'm going to say it was about 1968 or 69 and he was talking about a, a train uh derailment in leamington which had taken place at the train tracks at fairgrounds by sherman station and uh it, the train had caught on fire and it was it was like a spectacular thing so we jumped in the car and drove into town to see it and it was quite a quite a mess but we got the news from bill kennedy on on television so it's kind of incredible to think that you could be watching american and american states Mm -hmm. they're talking about something happening in your small canadian town yeah and you wonder if bill's familiarity with the area from being over here visiting probably quite often made him come out and say that where otherwise he may not have announced it right yes oh that's really neat So, yeah, I think, and and that's the thing is knowing, you know, the border right now is scheduled again to stay closed to, um, you know, just regular traffic, regular visitors can't go across until July 21st, I think is when Mm -hmm. the last one was extended until. So, oh, you know, we'll see what happens after that, but where we live near the lake and there's a lot of cottages and there's one in particular that's almost right across the street from us and it's Americans, they're from Michigan. And they used to come over probably three or four times um, in the summer, just for a weekend or around 4th right. of July, um, they would come over. But they haven't been able to come. They didn't come at all last year. They haven't been able to come so far this year. So now we're getting to a point where, and they they never came in the fall, winter. They would only come really in the summer. So to think that it's been probably almost two years since they've been there. Mm-hmm. And it, I can't imagine what, kind of shape it's in because I don't I don't ever see anybody there so I don't think they have anybody locally who's keeping an eye on the place for them there is one of our neighbors cuts their grass but I think that's the extent of it I don't think he ever goes inside and checks things out there so just to think that it's been almost two years since they've been able to come over here to this place that they own and then uh, who knows what they're going to find when they are finally able to come over yeah Yeah, there could be lots of damage in there you just don't know Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's just, uh, I think there's a lot of history here too, of people that we don't even realize how popular our area was over the years with some really notable names. And it would be neat to do some more digging to find out who else uh, has spent summers sure. here. 
I remember uh, a few years back, I was dining, I believe in Colchester with my, with my in-laws and Carmen Harlan walked in from the news. I can't remember what station she was on. Channel 4, WDIV. And she came up to the table and spoke to us and said, hello. Like nobody asked her to, she just came up and probably knew that we were staring at her and realized who (laughs) she was. So it was kind of cool. And and then the waitress told us that she has, she had a, a cottage in that area a summer cottage that she was there quite frequently so that's kind of cool yes that's neat well yeah so so far we've narrowed down that a lot of um media detroit media personalities really like the area so yeah oh that's great well yeah hopefully i mean it'd be nice obviously our area um could use the boost in tourism too and i think it's great that we have so many people who are um, embracing the staycation and supporting local tourism of things that they might Uh not have done previously but it would be nice once everything opens back up fully so that we can get tourism back. And uh, I just heard the other day, they're calling it revenge travel. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, people that haven't been able to travel for so long that are now just, you know, so excited to travel and they're calling it revenge <laughs> travel because people have been cooped up for so long. But there was a um, travel agent who was saying like, she's now gotten requests for some of the most creative and more bucket list style trips. Right. than ever before because people have had so long to sit and think about what they've wanted to do and they're saving money by not traveling to other places and now all of a sudden people are going to take these incredible trips and do all this stuff so uh you know revenge travel is in full effect yes that's cool that's mm-hmm. really cool yes so and i personally i've already booked three trips for within the next year and fingers crossed i get to take them because i just heard today that there's a now a peruvian variant that oh. is supposedly um, you know, the, the vaccine isn't effective against. So I just saw that headline and I thought I'm not even going to read that because I don't want to get bummed out today. But um, I'm one of those people that I immediately when they said that all uh, everybody in our area should be fully vaccinated by the end of summer. I decided to book a trip for the fall to go see my family in California because it's been almost three years since I've seen them. So but whether that trip is actually going to happen or not, who knows, it will all depend on yeah, everything that's going right. on. So that's right. Uh, Let's hope that uh, any of the new variants that come along, I'd heard on the weekend that there was a Delta Plus and then there was a Lambda and a (laughs) Gamma and all sorts of stuff. So I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yes. Well, I will be very happy when we don't have to hear some of these certain buzzwords like a variant. I could do without hearing that. Um, Yeah. Getting shots in the arm I really don't want to hear that term anymore mm-hmm. um, there's like we could probably do a whole episode on just all the things that we don't want to hear yeah. anymore unprecedented pandemic like I these words could just be gone forever I'd be okay with do you, that do you remember when flatten the curve was the big phrase <laughs> and now you don't even hear that so no really no. so who knows what what the next ones are going to be now that we'll be hearing yeah, all the time for sure. but yes but I you are fully vaccinated I am fully vaccinated now and I will say my second shot kicked my ass that I was not feeling good after that one no I would say it was about a day and a half where I just felt like I'd been hit by a truck and had a headache the whole time and so but I'm glad to go through that because it means now that I'm fully vaccinated and be interesting to see going back talking about cross-border and that kind of stuff to see Mm. what ends up happening. Is there some way that you have to prove that you're fully vaccinated in order to be able to do things? Who knows what will happen? Yeah. Yeah, it could be. It could be. And and that's no different than anybody who's gone to Africa or certain South American countries in in the past. 
they've had to be vaccinated against certain diseases. So it's really no different for the people that are out there saying, oh, my freedoms are being, you know what, it really isn't. Like mm -hmm. if you want to travel somewhere and they require you to be vaccinated, that's just the way it is. So you, you deal with it, right? So, or you don't travel. Well, and as my husband said, it's like, well, I figure I've probably put worse things in my body than that. So, yeah, so right. I, I mean, really, when you think about it, if you drink pop, that you mm -hmm. know, especially if you're drinking diet pop and all that aspartame and the things yeah. that that's doing, or you know, different things that um, I heard somebody else say, if you've eaten hot dogs your whole life, you can put a vaccine in your body. Like that's right. You know, that's so right. yeah, and so. pickled pig's feet too. You know. Ugh. I've eaten pickled pig's feet a lot. So uh, if I can put a hoof in my mouth and not get hoof and mouth disease, then uh, I guess uh, I guess I can take a vaccine. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I've, I've never tried that and I don't think I will. But like, there's a lot of things your family has eaten. Uh, yeah, we could do a show on that too, probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, that's kind of a good segue into, oh, okay. <laughs> into one of the things I wanted to mention. Just wanted to bring up a couple local events and the annual Jack Minor Game Dinner is mm -hmm. coming up. And it was scheduled, previously scheduled for earlier this year, but they postponed it. So it's going to take place on July 17th. And so it's some of the things that are available for dinner that night. It will be water buffalo meatballs, pheasant stir fry, venison sausage with peppers, pickerel chowder, and, and some more. But, um, you know, I'm not overly adventurous when it comes to stuff like that. But I have a feeling you would eat that and probably have eaten all of those things already. I probably, I've, I've not tried water buffalo, but I can't imagine it'd be too much different than, than beef or moose for that matter. Um, I have eaten pheasant, but not in a stir fry. And I've had venison sausage, of course, because uh, we grew up on that sort of thing. But So I'm a little disappointed. There's no snapping turtle soup, but I don't even know if it's illegal to have that anymore. So I won't, I won't, <laughs> I won't bring that up. But. Yes. Well, if, if you want to try um, pickerel chowder, that will mm -hmm. be included, um, you know, with this game dinner. So the tickets are $30 and it's available via curbside pickup. The dinner is available from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. on July 17th. And they're even going to have a live band playing at the gazebo yes. um, there at Jack Miner starting at 5 p.m. So when you go pick it up, you can listen to some live music and uh, you can go to jackminer.ca for more information and to purchase tickets. And if you did purchase a ticket for the original date, it will be honored for this one on July yes. 17th. So. Yeah, and that's a, that's a good thing. And and the live music will be really cool. I think uh, Tim Dobson told me when I talked to him a couple of weeks ago that they were hoping that, you know, people could sit in a car and eat and have their windows down and listen to the music. And they were also hoping that maybe they might be able to get a few picnic tables out there to to distance apart and if people wanted to sit at picnic tables they could do that so let's hope that they can they can make that happen mm -hmm. yes that would be great and yeah who knows what restrictions might get lifted again or you know if there might be right. some way that they can do that that would be really great for them um and then another local event i guess not really an event but um a fundraiser that's being held is the hogs for hostess cash is king 50 50 draw so the tickets are available now for sale and the winner will be drawn on august 4th Last summer's 50-50 draw had the winner take home more than $120,000. So yes. I have a feeling that this will be very popular again, and um, tickets can be purchased at hogsforhospice.com. Yeah, and it's and it's disappointing that they're they're unable to have their concert this year. I know the guys that organized it were disappointed, and they held out to the very end before they had to postpone it. 
But like last year, this 50-50 draw generates a lot of buzz and people will be happy to do that. And I believe there's a poker run coming up too that they're doing. So um, look forward to that. And and yeah, the prize will be big. It'll be over $100,000 easily, I'm sure, by the time it's done. Well, and then saying that they had to cancel the event and waited until the very last minute, I just feel like next year's event is going to be incredible and it always was to begin with but i think that the fact that they've had to wait so long and that so many people are so excited to go and um you know i think that can be said of basically any event i think people are just going to be so excited to be out doing things that you know there's going to be that buzz at any event once you can start going to things like that because people will be so excited to be out absolutely i've already put in my request to joe to get paul mccartney but i don't think it's going to (laughs) happen okay and yet another good segue. This is oh, really wow. incredible of how you're doing this. So you bring up Paul McCartney, uh, Paul mm-hmm. McCartney, obviously in a very famous band with someone who has a birthday today. And that would be Ringo Starr. Ringo. So Ringo Starr, drummer for the Beatles, uh, singer, songwriter, also an actor. How old do you think Ringo Starr is turning today? Ringo is the oldest Beatle. And, uh, I want to say that he is 75? 81. 81. Born wow. in 1940. I yeah, I should have known that. Yes. Yeah, I did so, see a post from Ringo on Facebook that said, celebrate my birthday with me on July 7th. And I didn't even look to see how old he was. I could have looked and maybe cheated a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad you didn't because I don't like cheating in trivia or yes. anything of <laughs> trivia sorts. So um, on this day in history in 1954, another musician, Elvis Presley, made his radio debut when WHBQ in Memphis played his first recording for Sun Records, and it was the song, That's All Right. So All right. are you a big Elvis fan? I, I am an Elvis fan. I don't know whether I would say I'm huge, a huge Elvis fan, but I, I really, uh, I really enjoy listening to Elvis music. Um, a couple years ago at the Leamington Fairgrounds, they had James Gibb from Harrow, who's an Elvis impersonator, come out. And like, he just blew me away by, by his voice and, and the mannerisms and everything. And, and it was really cool to watch. So, um, yeah, so I'm very, uh, very aware of that song and its significance to Elvis's career and to his family. And uh, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, you know, I also like to talk about what kind of fun days and observances there are. Um, and yes. so today, July 7th, is Strawberry Sunday Day. When you're just supposed to wow. have a strawberry Sunday. I don't know it, why today. I couldn't find any reasoning as to why it was today. But mm. today is also World Chocolate Day, which is an annual celebration of chocolate. So I guess if you put some chocolate on top of your strawberry Sunday, you got two birds with one stone. That would be really good. Mm-hmm. And then the other day that's today is tell the truth day. And it says celebrate honesty by telling the truth the whole day. If you've been lying to a loved one or a family member, today is the day to come clean. Oh, wow. So yeah, I and again, I don't know why that is today, but it is. So if you know, if there's anything that you need to come forward with and be truthful about it, today's supposedly that day to do it. Wow, this is the day. So we'll watch watch social media tomorrow for uh, the follow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Some reason I don't think anybody is probably going to be prompted to tell the truth on Tell the Truth Day because if you're lying, there's probably a reason why. And I don't think just somebody telling you that that today's Tell the Truth Day would really, um, you know, make you want to tell the truth. But you never know. 
you never know. So yes, for sure. Uh, do you have some trivia answers for us? Then? I do. I do. So um, the first question, the American tennis player who became the first black player to win Wimbledon was Arthur Ashe. Did you have that one? Um, I did not. Okay. For this some reason, I thought player. you had, I thought you said female tennis, female black tennis player. So okay. I so was thinking in a whole other direction. Specified so. male. <laughs> no, I, I don't know why I thought I heard you say female because, yeah, oh. that's what I was thinking about. <laughs> No, so I did not get that one. Okay. Who was your guest for female then? Um, Billie Jean King. Billie Jean King, okay. I just thought female tennis player, 70s. I pulled the yeah. name out. Oh, so that would have been, yeah. That, that been. was it. So, been yeah. Nice. Okay. So, um, rhinoceros horns are made of hair or keratin, technically keratin, but a lot of people would say hair. So, those giant horns on the front of a rhinoceros, imagine if those are just hairs that are growing up and and come together to form that solid pointy weapon. Yeah. Wow. I never knew that. Yeah. So you can tell the world you never was my girl. You can burn my clothes up when I'm gone. Do you know what that song is? I don't, but it sounds like a good old fashioned country ditty. It is a good old fashioned country ditty by a fella whose daughter is probably more famous than he is. That's from Achy Breaky Heart by Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh, wow. no, I never thought about that one. Two, I believe. Something like that. Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. And the movie that contained the famous line, I'm the king of the world. He would have got that one. Titanic. That's Titanic. Correct. So that's... And I don't know how many times I've been on a boat and someone has said that. I think oh, really? it's like that. Whether you're on the ferry going to Pelee Island or whether you're on somebody's you know, pontoon boat or whatever it might be. I feel like every time I'm on a boat, somebody Everybody's says that. Doing it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And finally, an affogato is a Italian dessert of coffee and what ingredient? Now, I hope people didn't think I was saying avocado. <laughs> that's just totally different altogether. <laughs> so an affogato, A-F-F-O-G-A-T-O, is an Italian dessert of coffee and what ingredient? Do you have the answer for that one? Is it? It's not ice cream, is it? It is ice cream. Okay. So ice cream with, with coffee drizzled over it, I'm, I'm assuming. I've never had it. So, But I know that your mom listens to this, and she's a big Italy fan, so she's going to have that. And if she doesn't, we'll, we'll hear from her, I'm sure. Well, talking about revenge travel, and I mentioned that I have a trip. I've booked three mm -hmm. trips for the, in the next year, like from now until May of 2022. Right. And my May of 2022 trip is Italy with my mom. So, Oh, cool. That's yes. good. So that's our revenge travel because my mom was supposed to go May of 2020 and couldn't yes. go. So she rescheduled and I decided to to join her. Yeah. So I wasn't scheduled to go on the original trip, but I'm going to jump in on this one. So oh, that's good. Yes. Yeah. So. All right. Well, thanks, Mark. Okay. Um, just you. in closing, just want to say thank you to DJ Kersey, Jaron Kerr for our podcast theme song and to Sarah Hafling from Elevate Podcast Co. for producing this podcast. And thank you to our listeners. If you haven't already, we encourage you to please subscribe and that way you can get updated every time a new episode is released. And our episodes do come out every Wednesday and we will be back next Wednesday with another one. So have a great week, everybody.